What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always 2. There are a Star Wars discussion podcast. I'm Josiah, here with my co-hosts, Brady and Steven. Hey-o. Yo, what's up? Hey-o. Yo, what's it's like... What's it? Yeah, we flipped yeah. off. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's cool. It was definitely not the choreography. That wasn't were, planned. While you were waiting the 30 it's like minutes that, it's for like me It's like the Obi-Annie spin in episode three, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. not planned. Uh, this week, we are talking about Jango Fett. We've got another character spotlight for you guys. Uh, we'll be covering kind of his character as you see on screen and also some stuff from Legends that uh, only Brady and Steven know because Josiah is... Oh, Brady very... knows Steven does not... I'm Ooh, not an expert on better. I love it when Steven doesn't know things. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, before we get started, do we have any any big... And Steven got a year older. It was Steven's birthday. Oh, I wasn't going to last Saturday. tell them, but... No, I enjoy this. This is a good Happy birthday. I wasn't going to tell... I wasn't going to say how old you are. Was do you know who I share birthday with? Who? Hermione Granger. Oh, really? The nice. character or no, the Emma, actress? Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Fun fact, I also share a birthday with a hot celebrity. Also. Oh, I was just going to leave it at celebrity. But. Well, no, mine's a <laughs> queen of England. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. <laughs> She's pretty good looking yeah, in all she the... is, man, like Betty White. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say, in all her TV dead. depictions. <laughs> <laughs> Young was she like behind the, behind the I, screenshots? Uh, I share a birthday with Lionel Messi and a couple other people. But also apparently, Messi's the big one. I apparently also share a birthday with Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, that's cool. Prince died on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to talk about like basically royalty here. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's God. funny, I'll never forget that. I was in the warehouse at 84 talking to Doug, and I was like, oh, hey, Prince died. <laughs> Sorry well, about that, folks. Let's, uh, <laughs> um, I, with that, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and jump right into it, I guess. <laughs> Cue the music. Um, so do we want to start by covering kind of just, uh, his character in the movies or we kind of just want to go from origins, uh, kind of where the character comes Brady, from? Brady, what do you want to do? You're leading this episode. Um, say so we, you know, for the fans to break it into character, we probably cover him in the movies specifically since he's only in one. This is valid. Um, uh, he's a very stoic, experienced character. Um, he comes across as this. One word kind of guy. Um, he's very like Spike Spiegel esque. Yeah. He uh, he's yeah, you can that. you can he carries himself very well with the type of stature that he's done a lot of jobs. He's, he's no, that was bad and you, yeah. Um, Sorry, it's funny. He's, he's done a fixer. A, he's, he's a he's much more than just a fixer. You know he's. He's what Boba Fett aspired to be throughout his entire childhood and growing up life to be the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Yeah. Because at that time, you know, he was approached by Darth Tyrannus because he was the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. He was more than a bounty hunter. He was. We just didn't know it at the time. He was an Actually, enemy. did he exist? Is his debut as a character in the movie? Yes. Okay, I believe. So, I believe. So. so then it was. So they didn't find like a cool comic character and then and then say, "Oh, let's make him progenitor of the clones." No, no. we know Star Wars is very reluctant to bring no. characters from comics. Mm-hmm. Into. Is that not old Star Wars? No, I, I believe he was because his comic, his like origin story, debuts as him as a kid with Jaster Mario on Conquered Dawn. Right. So I would say he was already a character from his debut in Attack of the Clones. Okay. Um. I. I mean. I. I can't guarantee that. Cause, I mean, at, at at this point, by the time episode two came out, Mandalorians were already like an established thing in the EU, I believe, right? Yes, yes, yeah. they were. Yeah, but as far as the movies go, at that point, they were not. Right, because the movies came out. I think episode. What year did episode two come out? Oh, uh, oh one or oh three? It was oh one. Because oh five was episode three. Yeah, I think probably 99 then. Or no, no, no. No, no, no. 2001 or 2? Or 3? 2002. 02. Okay, because Coder 1 came out in 03, I think. And that was the game that really shined a light. 03. On, yeah, that game is the, what shined a light on Mandalorians, and I think mm-hmm. 
really brought them into yeah because they i mean in popularity both, outside of comics yes um but yeah i mean you know he, he, when you see him a fight obi-wan at this point who is oh, much more than just a jedi knight it's arguably one of the best fight scenes you know he has the the gravity bombs that have the best sound in star oh, wars oh yeah oh yeah um you see him you know Oh, that's that's Sonic Charge, dude. Yeah, dude. He 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 hunts down Obi Wan in that asteroid field with the slave, dude. It's that is and then one of the Boba, greatest scenes in the Boba Fett. The psychotic child is like, yeah, kill yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, when you're raised by the best bounty hunter who has no qualms about killing, so um, he also presents himself. Uh, you would only find this out if you played the bounty hunter game and um, reading the comics that he's very cold. He's a very cold person. Yeah, um, I think you can kind of get shawl. that from when he's talking to Obi-Wan. Well, that's what I mean by, like, he's kind of stoic, and he's kind of, like, he's professional like, in a sense. E- even when he, like, tells Boba to, like, pack your things. Yeah. It's very kind of like a a matter-of-fact, kind of aloof. There was You don't really get the sense of, like, a father-son relationship of, like, all right, kid. Like, all right, son, we're going to, we have yeah, to leave. Yeah, come on, come on, bud, let's go. It's, it's more of, like, a just... Get your stuff. Let's go. Yeah. No, but uh, when he kills, uh, what's her name? Um, the shapeshifter. Oh, oh, it's right there. I can't remember her name. I can't either. Crap! Dang it. Uh, they were friends for a long time, and you learn that in the bounty hunter game. Oof. Yeah, See, I don't know anything about her character. Yeah, you you uh, you learn about her character a lot in the bounty hunter game. Zan and, Wessel. Yeah, Zan. It was it was something like I was thinking Bam, and I was like, that's a band. No, Bam. <laughs> um, Wham. It was Wham. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I'm off today, people. Um, yeah, Zam. He he had known her for a while before episode two. Um, and like he gets the slave in episode two, or not episode two, in uh, the bounty hunter game. That's where he gets his ship from. Um, Dang, I, I want to go play that game. Which like it's, I think it's like seven bucks on PlayStation. It's not, or either that or it's free from PlayStation Plus. Oh, nice. Um, but he gets the he even calls it a fire spray in the game. So the name change that they tried to change the name due to. Yeah, I mean, but that's just, like, the model of the ship. Yeah, it's a fire spray model, but he calls it the slave. Yeah, because that's the name of Like, you never name a ship after its model. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not well, it's, the... It's, it's one, of, one of two ships that is almost never referred to by its model. Yeah, fire spray. No one like, calls that ship a fire spray the slave, Like, the Slave 1 is always referred to as the Slave 1, and the Millennium Falcon is always referred to as the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. yeah. They both have model numbers... But, yeah. like, no one knows them because they're never referred to. Do you to. know what what the Millennium Falcon is? It's a Corellian-class freighter, right? Freighter, I believe. I do don't you know. Do you know what it, it's... I mean, that's that's the class of ship. Yeah, freighter. not the model number. YT-1300. Oh, Look how go. much I know. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, I was just looking at me. He's just staring daggers at me. Showing off my knowledge. So I know that in, not impressive. In one starfighter is the Naboo starfighter. I did not know that. Yeah, um, I think which it's is off. interesting because I do know that they call it the N one in, in Mandalorian. In Mando, yeah. Yeah, um, I the wish N1. they had kept that relic buried. Why? I actually really like. Those. I don't like the N one. I don't like the N one in its yellow paint job. Ooh, we need to do an episode about ships. Oh, totally. We haven't. There's a lot of ships. There's we a lot of cool ships. We need an about like guns too. Dude, Tie Fighter. Yeah. Different types of Tie Fighters could be its whole a series in and of itself. Yeah. We need to do an episode about ships. Anyway, anyway, in, in this conversation right now, I just am curious. Um, first wave or second wave Jedi Starfighters? Episode two or episode three? Episode three. Yeah. Episode three. Okay. Episode three of Clone Wars. I really like the first wave of them. That's the one where they're like a straight up triangle, yeah. right? That's why I was I was like either that yeah. one or I like the the more arrowhead. Oh, you do. The, okay, okay. That's okay. the first phase. The second one is the one where they have the split in the middle and they have the side up fenders. They're like that's episode. It's three. kind of like a half step towards. Ties. Yeah, but they're 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 not like a true like triangle. 
their 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 actual outline is you have like the the core engine or a little two engine twin engines and they stick out a little bit more and then they go and then they kind of go at an angle forward and then they taper into the the central point and then they do have that little so they're like their profile is okay, more so of there's like an the one, there's the ones in um episode two yeah that are a triangle yeah and then there's ones in episode three yeah that are no longer a triangle. Yeah, there's they're, these, they're not even a, remotely a triangle. Delta Seven, which is the one in episode two. Yeah, which is the one you're talking about, correct? No. Yeah, you're talking about. It's not even remotely you're a triangle. You're talking about the ETA two. Yeah, it's more like yeah, an arrowhead, that, which has the side up fins on the on the yeah, side. Yeah, it's more like an arrowhead because the back wall where the engines are isn't a straight line. It's not a straight base. They they're, they angle forward and then they. I'm sorry, using the word arrowhead to that, describe... That's a literal arrowhead. I mean, it using is. Using the word arrowhead to describe the 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 second one is baffling me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because, like, because that it's is... It's like, like looking the, at a Mandalorian starfighter and being like, it looks like an arrowhead. Or looking at, like... I guess I'm like biased. A, like, a droid, I guess, uh, like a droid cruiser, like a separatist cruiser, and being like, that looks like an arrowhead, but it's like a circle within a circle. <laughs> I guess I'm a little biased. My... Because my grandpa just passed away recently, and I'm inheriting some of his stuff. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I'm inheriting some of his stuff, and he has... He grew up in Africa, so he has some, like, antique... Arrowheads. Arrows and bows, and some of the arrowheads are not a typical triangle. No, no, no. Traditional. Yeah. I also got a spear. That thing's pretty cool. That's sick, actually. That's so cool. Yep. Speaking of spears, there's a Beskar spear wielded by a Mandalorian, and we're talking about a Mandalorian, which is Jango Fett. So, anyway. Well, it, it was past tense. <sighs> I tried to do a transition there. You did a good one. But, yeah, sense. we're talking Sorry. about Jango Fett here. Jango Fett, he doesn't use a... Uh, his guns. I love his, his guns. His guns are awesome. What? In the movie, oh, I love man, his what guns. are they called? Um, they're the same gun. Uh, yeah. They they're are not. not the they're the no, he's, they're unique, aren't they? They, uh, they are... He made them unique. Yes. I um, was about to say they're the same ones that Pocatan has, but they are not. They're not. Then I remember wait, no, his are like they're like little orbs with handles and then long pencils sticking out. They're of the them. West Star thirty four. Yeah, they've got like called. a little like oval like this. Like the main chamber is like a little oval. And they they look a lot like the Nabooian. They look a lot like the little cricket from yeah, the Men one that black. she pulls out the like basically yeah. the car compartment. Yeah, she pulls out of her throne and it's it's basically just a little oval with like a long stick sticking out of God. it. God. Stupid ads. Yeah. That is Django's blaster. So you're describing which is a West you're describing, Star 34. Uh Amidala's blasters. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said they're a lot like. But I said they're like it. But what he was Getting them mixed up with his Bo-Katan's blaster, which well, are initially, a, initially, which are a West Star blaster, but they are a West Star thirty-five. Yeah. Um, he made them unique by having an extended gas chamber and hollowing out the grip for a faster draw, meaning that these things are one of the most powerful blasters on the market. At and, least it wasn't moaning, Josiah. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> what did I do? Nothing. He brought up something, and it started playing. It was like an ad, oh. and it, but it was a woman's voice. So I joked and said, "At least what? it wasn't moaning." Just, just real quick. Playing the sound. Yeah, it's so good. It is. Yeah, dude. it's so good. They like carry. That's the best part of it. For, for those of yeah, you listening, like, echo, bro. Ugh. For those of you listening, see if I can get it on the mic. I get on. See if- all right, so back to Django's blasters. Django's blasters. They sound amazing, and hopefully that sound picked up in there. The I West hope are th- it didn't. Did I say 32 or 34? 34. Hers, uh, bows are 35. His are 34. So he extended the gas chamber and made it larger. Yeah. And he hollowed out the grip so he has a faster draw. That's so cool. Yeah, that's why That's why if you pull up a picture of his blasters, there is a literal hole in his handles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, these things uh, pack enough of a punch that they are on equal with green fire, which is more concentrated gas. Yeah. Um, and they can be fired numerous times to where um, I think it said something about like 800 to 1200 shots before they overheat. Dang. Which is 
gonna be your I mean, your finger would fall off before you could yeah. rattle off that many shots. Well, I mean, the E11 blaster can shoot up to I think like fifteen hundred rounds before it needs to be reloaded. Yeah, but isn't the E11 just like a pull and hold auto fire type blaster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, but I mean that's still fifteen hundred shots before sure. you see a stormtrooper. You see seventy of them for before you see seventy shots go off. Gosh, seventy stormtroopers. They still can't hit any and of the firing why, off any of the people bolts. in Obi Wan Kenobi Episode Five. That's what I'm saying. Like it's <laughs> anyways. Um, I did really appreciate just on the topic of overheating blasters. Has everyone seen Mandalorian? I have the latest episode. And that was absolutely amazing. It was no. so you you get to see a blaster overheat and it's so cool. We've never seen it before, like on you, screen. Yeah, and like we've you, seen it you, in games. Like and you stuff. you notice it happening. I'm like, wait, is that the? It looks like the blaster is. Oh, it's overheating. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah, like you like actually, he didn't run out of ammunition because it was belt fed. It overheated. Yeah, it's so cool. Interesting. It so, I yeah. now now that you said belt fed, I assume you're talking about the heavy Mando. Vizsla. His I'm, name is Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla. I said yes. That. Anyway, but um, as, so as far as Django. his action figure was concerned, it is the he's heavy he, Mando. He's heavy Mando. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's stupid. Um, he's Paz yeah. Vizsla. Disney. Why? He's yeah. his uh, when the Mandalorian first came out because he was in season one. Um, was he named in season one though? He was. He was. But his action figure was called Heavy Mando. I mean. His armor is known as the heavy armor. I mean, you no, know, I I agree, but he has a name. It's true. Don't disrespect the Vizslas. Also, as a child, Vizslas are a pretty bad family. But they're important to Mandalorian culture. Bad modern, or not, modern Mandalorian culture. Well, aside from the Vizsla. Okay, but, I was I was, but, I was I like, like <laughs> in terms of like uh, the, I, I'm, the dark I'm more, saber. I'm it's, talking more it's like <laughs> the past like 30 years. Yeah, yeah, I yeah agree. I'm talking more in terms of like larger societal changes. No, I agree. Like you know the dark saber? Well, there's Shea Vizsla. Or you know the dark saber? The Shea Vizsla sure but so the, yeah, that's why he was saying the Vizsla he was referring to. No, I know, but like it's it's funny for you yes. to say like yeah, but I mean like societal changes. The dark saber, for example, a, a blade that like if you have it, you rule all of Mandalore. Right, I wouldn't call that a major societal change in so much <laughs> as it re- it replaced the helmet, but it didn't like change the practices. Anyways, we're talking about Jango Fett here. People. Jango Fett should be the true ruler of the Mandalorian. Um, at that current point in time, prior to. Probably would say about what, like ten, maybe five years before Episode Two, he was technic. He called himself Mandalore, and this we have to go far back before we get to this. Originally, um, we have to start with Jaster Mareel, who was the leader of the Protectors of Concord Dawn. Who, um, in Rebels, it was Ren. Uh, what was his name? Ren Fow, something like that. Yeah, the, I think that's he right. Was the Guardian. Yeah. Um, that that role, w- it was part of was connected to Jango Fett. Who who was the group that became the Children of the Watch? Death, Death Watch. Watch. Okay. And Death Watch is the group that he goes against. Yes. So Death Watch is heavily involved with Jango Fett's family. Um, Jaster Mareel was the it starts with Jaster Mareel, who was the protector of Concord Dawn and the leader of the protectors. He killed an officer because the code says that if something... It's it's a specific code in the Resolnair that if a tyrannical leader in government of power is not in benefit of the people of with Concord Dawn's specific laws, you are justified in killing him. Um, Jaster Mareel does that. And he does not, he is not see justified. So he's exiled off Concord Dawn. And here we go with Django Fett's dad, who I do not believe is named, is replaced, it replaced Jaster Mareel as the protector of Concord Dawn. Did he? Yes. He was the protector of Concord Dawn. Um, right. Because I know that he ends up dying at the he, hands of. Of a Vizsla. I can't um, remember the Vizsla, that Vizsla's. But it is name. a Vizsla, and he is leading Death Watch. Um, and Jaster Mareel leads a separate organization of Mandalorians, which are not in the same vein as Satine's with the 
peace loving and you know using our talents for right. war but not quite so radical as death watch where we need to uphold the old ways of mandalore where and there are war and conquest and they're kind of in the middle yeah and at this point there are what three distinct groups yes it was uh jasper Mareel's group death watch and the new mandalorians right. which and was satines Mareel's group were the new mandalorians were they i, think I thought that was called. satines i know you oh wait no no the true Mandalorians yeah he called yeah, the Death Watch the true, true Mandalorians, Mandalorians and the new ones which was because um, Muriel felt that the old ways were too violent and he felt that the new ways were, were too not pacifistic were too pacifistic and not Mandalorian so he found a middle ground that mm-hmm. neither accepted um, and uh, he in an event of Jasper Muriel's true Mandalorians and Death Watch fighting on Concord Dawn. Um, Jasper Reel and a group of Mandalorians flee into uh, Jango Fett's farm with his family. And uh, Death Watch finds them, takes his dad and his mother and his sister hostage, says, we know where you're harboring Jasper Reel. Where is he? And they say, we don't know. They shoot his father and they kill his mother and sister. And uh, in the lieu of that, about to kill Jango Fett, Jasper Reel comes out of the bush, shoots some of them, sends them off on their way, makes them flee. And uh, Jango Fett leads them through the farm to get away through a pipeline. Yeah. Um, And thus he joins the true Mandalorians and is then raised by a second father known as Jasper Reel. So did the true Mandalorians still follow that same basic philosophy of like foundlings? I believe they did because he took in, but he took in Jango and he trained him and raised him as a true Mandalorian. And I mean, and then you fast forward to where we were talking about earlier, where his armor was colored the same as Boba Fett's, where it was green and red. Um, that was which I like to think is Boba Fett's armor. No. And I like to think that Boba Fett just inherited that armor. Well, he did. It's the same armor as Jango Fett. Well, I, like a different set than Jango's blue armor that we see in the films. Well, well, if you rem- if I don't know if you finished that video, but towards the end of that video, uh, that armor. Because he gets kidnapped, he gets uh, like tricked. They basically, at this point, the um, the Jedi are the enforcers of the Senate at this point, and they get a tip from a plant from a, a, a local lord of, of a snow planet. I can't remember what it's called, and he uh, he says that a, a band of Mandalorians are like killing people and wreaking havoc, and he says that it was Jango's. Uh, group at this point. This is way after Jaster dies, and um, is Vizsla still alive? Vizsla is still alive. Um, Jaster dies. In fact, uh, some there was another group which uh, there was another guy with Vizsla and fled. Or not not he was with Jaster Mareel and fled Jaster and ran from him because he believed him. He was like out of his mind. He was going to get everybody killed when ja- uh, when uh, Vizsla pulled a trap on him. And uh, he, um, this guy comes up because Django leads the army back in and saves all of them, but he has to watch Jaster get gunned down. And then he earns the true Mandalorian's, you know, respect and honor, and they follow him. And he, um, his like partner or whatever, second in command thinks he's like too young and he doesn't know what he's doing didn't that guy wasn't that like an attempted coup yeah against muriel it was and he uh he comes up in the bounty hunter game do you kill him yes in in fact in fact spoiler Spoiler. in, in fact spoiler you deny him a mandalorian death Oof. No seppuku for you. Django denies him the honor of being killed by a Mandalorian. So, sounds, <laughs> sounds like we were back to our original statement. Django is cold. He is a cold-blooded killer. You could just get a jacket. Um, But uh, the armor, he gets kidnapped at one point on that snow planet after all of his Mandalorians are murdered by Jedi. After... And, and he gets captured by the Jedi and taken prisoner. But that's not before, with his bare hands, kills eight Jedi. He is Jango. With his bare hands. He got unchained. Uh, Jango. <laughs> Jango. I love that movie. Um, but he, the Lord, 
who was working with Death Watch, as you come to find out, um, kept Django's armor and shined it and chromed it and repaired it. And I don't think is... the Lord would work with a group called Death Watch. <laughs> yeah, he did. What? He did. <laughs> it's wild. I guess I'm missing the joke here. The the the, the Lord Almighty. The oh, Lord. Different. Yeah. Different Lord. The, the Lord was working with him. I, it's couldn't, like, nah. I couldn't think of a joke where you said the Lord, and I was like, I don't think the oh. Lord would work with Death Watch. <laughs> Um, I mean, Old Testament. He's pretty it's true. He's, he's pretty uh, we're not gonna. We're not gonna get into this. This. This is a whole. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome to our religious world. debate podcast. I'm gonna. Stop I'm a up. Norse pagan that is works with a of Christian here, and I'm Two. gonna try and convince him about how Old Testament God is actually Odin. I think and you that just G- and that, and that Jesus, and that Jesus is are. just Balder, because Balder survives Ragnarok. Well. Anyways, back to our Star Wars podcast. Um, the Lord of that planet who was working with Death Watch kept Django's armor and repaired it and chromed it and spent thousands of credits to repair this armor and made it chrome and blue. Then Django escapes, goes back to that planet, takes his armor back. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. You, that was intentional. It was. <laughs> I, it felt more natural to say it. I apologize. Because um, it was just, dude, it's just, Django's just, su- he's such a cool character, man. It was just, the, the attitude in the snap was very. <laughs> I I just, Django's cool. He's a yeah. hard, he's a hardcore character, man. Dude, and, every Mando's a hardcore uh, character. Yeah, but Jang- could... Django, Django was leading these people as to what was be called Mandalore. He was regarded by the true Mandalorians as Mandalore. Not because of his helmet, not because he held the dark saber, because but because of the respect he commanded and the leadership he promoted. Did he as ever Mandalore. carry the dark saber? No, he never even touched it. Not once. See, and that's an interesting he would have been thing. Deadly with that thing, man. Yeah, he would have. Because oh, Death Watch, they idolized. He wouldn't have the dark saber. They did. Clones for sure, bro. I don't. Did the true Mandalorians ever idolize bro, the dark saber? I wonder. I, not not as far as I'm aware. I don't believe how, they did. How would that fight have gone between him and Windu? Yeah, like, if he had been trained with the dark saber, Windu would have been dead, bro. Man, I, I I don't know. I don't know. With with his, with the jet with I mean, all of his ga- with all of his gadgets and everything. Look, if we're just gonna take away I the fact know, that man. if we just take away the fact, I still that, hold that Sidious threw that fight. What with Windu? Yes. What do you? I don't think so. I think once. I think Windu actually beat him. I think mm-hmm. in terms of actual like lightsaber skill, Windu beat Sidious. I mean, he but, was reflecting his lightning back at him. Yeah. Once. Yeah. It wasn't I, it wasn't him like using so much still, energy I, that turned him into a rugged no, old ball I know. sack. He was, he was, it was the fact that lightning was being reflected no, yeah, at him. I, I still think that was all intentional to that was like the last straw to turn Anakin. It was like Anakin has to think I'm going to die for him to for him to turn. And so that was his that was his I believe that. that. I would believe that. I believe Sidious was vile enough to do that. I agree with that, so, but I still think that that Mace Windu had the upper hand genuinely over no, because, Sidious for that because, whole duel. Because if Anakin walks in there and Sidious has just killed Mace Windu, I don't think Anakin falls to the dark side. I think Anakin brings Anakin brings I, Sidious in in that moment because because just just his words were not enough to turn Anakin. It was the like I am about to die, and true. it was Mace Windu saying he doesn't deserve. Um, he doesn't deserve a trial. He's too dangerous to be left alive. And Anakin's like, okay, I have to make a decision here, Padme, or like the, the right Jedi. way to do things. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, and Anakin I think, chose to be human. I I think. So anyway, welcome to my TED talk. Padme is the reason that Anakin turns into Darth. Uh, uh, real TED talk. The real reason Anakin falls to the dark side is because Yoda is a failure as a grandmaster. Yeah, all the Jedi at that time were failures. Except Obi Wan. I, I refuse. Except Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Yeah, Qui Gon specifically. And and Dooku. I would even say Dooku. No, Dooku's a good guy. Dooku. Dooku was. Dooku was quite evil. Dooku's a good guy. Dooku was. Dooku. He didn't fall. He was pulled down. And 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 he never had the Sith eyes, so he never truly fell. Duke Strong was a, enough Sith were able to. Uh, uh-uh, I don't believe it. Uh huh. 
No, we're, yeah, Dooku's not as powerful as like Darth Plagueis and like all of them. Like, don't even try also, this. Also, don't even try this. People who are born into species that have like dark side affinity don't get the dark eyes. They don't oh. get the dark side eyes. Oh, oh, okay. So like you know, Anakin did, but Dooku didn't. Yeah. Anakin did for like a brief second after he murdered all of the, yeah. <laughs> the separatists. And you know what happened when he murdered all those separatists? He cried. And all those children? He cried. His lightsaber stayed blue. Oh, oh jeez. Why do you have... No, no. Dooku was a good guy. I am genuinely you peeved you right now. can't knock me off this hill, man. Oh, my I, God. After seeing Tales hey. of the Jedi, Dooku was a good guy. That, that Anyways. Genuinely <laughs> just Dooku annoyed me. There oh, are inconsistencies. I'm so, I'm so tired of trashing on Star Wars. Please continue. I'm not trashing. I, I'm is. defending Dooku. I know. He is. I, I'm just saying. He will not stop. Some lightsabers apparently turned red and others oh, didn't. My God. So some eyes turned dark side looking and others didn't. Well, That's all I'm saying. All I'm going to say is that Dooku is a good guy. I truly believe that he was trying. He was doing the Separatists. He was doing everything he could behind in his own corner to try and usurp Sidious nah. and go back to the right things. I truly believe He didn't it. have to assassinate Volteri. Yeah, you know what? He didn't have to do half the <laughs> He didn't he did. have to order the massacre of Dathomir. He didn't have to slaughter the pikes for fun. I, I, I yeah, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but... He didn't have when, to betray Asajj Ventress. Yeah, but you know what? When Sidious is your master and he's so vile and corrupt as to plan an own war against himself, I think you go with it, man. <laughs> Just Sidious sitting in a bathtub with two boats. One is the Republic and one, one is, is the Separatist. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, I think he does what he can to keep his cover. And when that man is so rooted and ingrained and deceiving, yeah, he does what he can. But he never lied to Obi-Wan. And when you see him, like, literally going, like, in episode two, he's like, I wish Qui-Gon was still here. I, I mean, really I can understand. I, sw- I swear, Dooku was planned. Do- like, Dooku was planned because Maul was not there to kill Anakin. He was there to kill Qui-Gon. He didn't even focus Anakin. It wasn't about Anakin. It was about Qui-Gon being murked so Dooku could fall. Oh, I have no doubt that Dooku's fall was prearranged by Sidious. I have no doubt that... Uh, I think Dooku was just like Anakin, man. He was... That doesn't change the fact that he's still evil. I mean, evil is subjective. I mean, Anakin's evil. And once again, evil Anakin's is Anakin's not evil. Darth Vader is evil. And it's very clear that there's like almost two different personalities in his I mind. Mean, I mean, you can argue that. That Vader is more machine I than man now. I wouldn't call Ahsoka good. I wouldn't either. I would. I would not. I Why? would say I would say she's altruistic. I, I would say she is the closest thing that we can have to a canon gray Jedi. I hate that they call her a Jedi in the trailer. Yeah. Because she like, specifically says, I am not a Jedi. She's no, she not a Jedi, left the Jedi Order, too. And she rejected when they, re- when they offered to re-induct her. Mm-hmm. She rejected and left. And then when she went to... Can't remember if it was Maul or if it was the Inquisitors. They're like, oh, a Jedi. And she's like, I am not a Jedi. I can't remember. But I think that was in, that was in Rebels. The it Inquisitors. Been Inquisitors. Well, no, because well, she, no, she, she didn't face Maul, did she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did when uh, they fought Vader. At the Temple of Mandalore. I forgot that Maul was there. Jeez. Yeah, yeah he blinded Kanan. The, I think his name was Fifth Brother. I can't wait to cover I Rebels. I think it was Fifth Brother who was like, you... Because he recognized who season Maul one was. in one episode, season two in two episodes, and then like seventeen episodes for three and four. I'm so ready. I love Rebels. Season one will kind of just Rebels skip is over. better than Clone Wars. I'll die on that hill too. Huh? You Rebels is better than Clone Wars. You heard me. I still think it cannot. You it cannot surpass season seven, the last four episodes. I feel like that was because of like hype and also, everybody was going back and watched them. Yeah. They're still so good, and so is Rebels. They're all good. That's the thing. They're all good. Oh yeah, I just I like the, I like the focus that Rebels has. They did a really good job so far. Every probably the the group in all of Star Wars that's been done the best are the Mandalorians. They're the most consistent in yeah. terms of storytelling. 
And all the stories that involve Mandos or that are about Mandos tend to be some of the best. With I would the, I would say the best. I would I would best, confidently say the best. With the best one being the Siege of Mandalore arc. Because like yeah, Siege, just, of, Siege of Mandalore in in Clone every Mandalorian arc in Clone Wars is great. Even the ones yeah. that aren't like there's there's a the big like combat ones. The ones that, that are mean like, every clone arc is because they're derived from Mandos. Well, there's a there's a reason. Well, why the clone arcs are some of the best. Too. So you know how Disney Plus has like the like Star Wars in chronological order. Yeah. They have a Siege of Mandalore episode arc. Like they have the Siege of Mandalore arc in episodes for you to watch. Mm-hmm. So where you don't have to go through the whole seasons. Like they have season two, episode three, right? Yada yada. yada. They like you can watch the Siege of Mandalore. It's nice. It's yeah. really nice. I love the Mando love. I'm all about the Mando love. Uh, I want to say one of my favorite things about him is that he has those um, those like wrist blades. That's yeah. something that not all Mandalorians use, and he has used those as an actual weapon too. When you say blade, what kind of blade? The like knives that come out of his wrist gauntlet that he used to like. Remember oh, it? Yeah, the, yeah, he yeah. uses the, like the Batman, like the Batman grappling yeah, kind but, of things. Um, I was he, talking about like a like an Assassin's Creed no, type no, no, of wrist no, 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 no. because Bo Katan used one of those. Yeah, when no, she took I'm, back her stolen fleet. Yeah, when she it was out of the gauntlet. Yeah, it was a forward one, like the one in uh, Valhalla. Yeah. But he, uh, I like those, and it's it's just uncommon. Not he's, a lot. Of he's them. also very, he's very simple. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he he's he's got his two blasters. And like his gadgets, or even he has a flamethrower, jetpack. Um, he has a whipcord, ripcord, uh, ripcord, and then uh, a grappling hook. The blades, mm-hmm. and like that's like, and like his grappling hook is like an actual grappling hook. Yeah, like it's it's not like a, it's like a, it's not a Batman. Exactly, gun. it's like an actual grappling hook, and then like, but like he would never have like the whistling birds or anything Which like that. He's like so simple. Stormtroopers have the grappling hook. Yeah. So do Jedi's use? Uh, they use whipcord too mm-hmm. they have grappling hooks on their belt they should mm-hmm. um, see them in phantom menace yeah. i think it's the only time you really see yeah them the, the, it's like scene i i, I can almost picture the, it it's the when they're raiding the castle i think no those are grappling guns attachments those, those were the grappling gun attachments next to my favorite handgun which is the nabooian hand cannon. Which apparently there's a picture of captain panaka as a jedi what yeah cannon I, 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 I don't know. I saw it on uh, the Star Wars Reddit, and someone was posted a picture of the actor for Captain Panaka in a Jedi outfit. What is it called? With a, a, with a lightsaber. The blaster. S5 heavy pistol. Yeah, And dude, the, the, the guy, nasty. the poster was just like, here's a question. When, when did Captain Panaka get his picture taken as a Jedi? <laughs> Where did Captain Panaka go? I don't know. He was replaced by, what's his name? Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember In episode name. three... Well, in episode, in episode two, because he was the captain that came off of uh, Senator Amidala's ship right Rule. before, yeah, right before it blew up. And uh, am I boring you, Josiah? My conversation. Sorry, um, I might have undiagnosed ADHD. My bad. Oh no, you do, man, and it's okay. It's there's okay. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, um, Jango Fett has other things that he does. He stops. A fallen Jedi from the same uh, Jedi that I can't remember. He says he calls her like a loudmouth or something like that. He says some like kind of slang that offends her, and uh, Dooku was actually the one that arrested him. Barriss Afi. Mm, I'm not sure. I doubt it. But she was. That was. She would have been really young she, at that time. She would have either that was born literally a child. Nara's apprentice. Yeah. Wasn't yes. It? She would have been like a literal. No, child. she was more human. Um. She didn't have green skin and weird geometric pattern tattoos. Are, yeah, just tattoos. I she also wasn't used as bait to lure. Kanan. Oh, don't even get me started on the Grand Inquisitor. He's a monster, and I love him. Grand Inquisitor is pretty good. Have you guys seen the the recut of Kenobi that's being done by a guy that has worked on Star Wars before? No. Um, I'll pull it up later. It is a he is doing full CGI reworks. He's cutting it down into a movie. Yeah, I've seen I've seen videos floating around that are just like Obi Wan should have been a movie, and then it's like an hour and thirty minute. No, no, no. Like, it, this guy is like he is like fully. It, it is uh, Obi Wan Kenobi Trials of the Master. He is fully recutting it into a film. 
He is doing full CGI reworks that that like look like Hollywood level CGI. Well, I would expect it to be if he has worked on Star Wars projects. He's fixing the way lightsabers like work. Like, Good. So hopefully those um, stormtroopers in the interrogation room get decapitated. They do. Both to, both of them do. Um, Good. I'll pull up the video later. Back back to back to Django Fett. It is Obi Wan Kenobi. It's a it's a accurate. Yeah, tangent. I guess he has you know some connection to the Master Protector. Anyways, um, once he goes back to get his armor, he stops being Mandalore. Why? And that's by choice because. Oh. He has no more true Mandalorians to follow him. Did he have every so he true makes Mandalorian a fleet. with him? Yes, they oh, all wow. died. They so all he died by those army Jedi. Of true Mandalorian. No, he turned to bounty hunting. That's when he became. So is so then, Bo-Katan's followers are all Death Mark, Death Watch. No, they're not else. Are you talking? Th- are you talking about in Mandal the Mandalorian? Yeah. So when she goes back in in. Yeah, they still you they're they're night owls. But she, I am. They at, all came from the Death Watch. They all came from Death Watch. Night Owls or Death off, Watch or the Protectors. So 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 Night Owls came off of Death Watch, and then Death Watch became Children of the Watch, and the Night Owls are still around as Night Owls. Yeah, I imagine they, which, which doesn't mean that they're still not part of Death Watch. Right. Or not part of it, but they're there are remnants of Death Watch. I think they renounced it at some point. Well, like, well, specifically they, renounced. What I'm talking it about of the three main schools of this era, Death Watch. True Mandos and New Mandos. And New Mandos, which is Satine. So, so far, all the ones we've seen in The Mandalorian have all derived from, from that Death Watch, Death Watch family Satine tree. has a kid, right? Who? Satine? No. There's some... Who is the... Or like a... There's some... I can't remember who like the young Mandalorian guy in Clone Wars is. He is not her kid. There's In Clone Wars? In Clone Wars, like Ahsoka's friend who's like Mandalorian. Oh, Does no. He that's... Uh, Does he die? I don't think. Well, I mean, probably. There was, there was a dude in one of the episodes of The Mandalorian and I, and one of the Night yeah. Owls, and I was like, he That's... looks a lot like that guy. Okay, so there are two characters that are friends of Ahsoka's that are involved in Mando stories. And that is Satine's nephew. That's I think that, that's And then the other, the other one is uh, Senator Bonteri's son, who's seeking revenge against Dooku for his right. mom's assassination. I'm, I'm, I'm th- and he goes to the uh, the protectors of Concord for help in with Fen Rao. Yeah. In in so he and Ahsoka go to Fen Rao to seek the protectors help against Dooku and cuz they have he found the evidence And the Night Owls and protectors are not they are not the same. No. Cuz he has no. the evidence all this goes to say there was a one of the Mandalorians in the Night Owls in the Mandalorian, one of the episodes, the last couple episodes, there was a guy that looked a lot like him. And I was like, are they bringing him back as like a man, like a Mandalorian Mandalorian? I, anyway. I mean, he, there's no telling. Yeah. I mean, in the, night of a thou, in the Night of a Thousand Tears, so many he, died. I just assume that Satine and her entire family died in the... In the Night of a Thousand Tears, except for Bo. Except for Bo, because she was on. Except for she was on her world. Kalavala. Yeah. Um, um, but Django, Django stopped being. I mean, he can't stop being a Mandalorian. He technically can't stop being Mandalore. He just has no Mandalorians to follow. He him. has no more. Yeah, but he and he, he would have to. F- he just has to find more. Yeah, but he chose not to. He chose yeah. to go to bounty hunting, and then this is where you know he builds up the lifestyle. Of so, the, do you think that disqualifies him as Mandalore if he turns his back on Mandalorian culture? Possibly, it could be. I, I mean, I wouldn't say. I would say by the way that he was Mandalore is it would disqualify him as the fifth tenant. Which did you guys notice? The one to rule, the one to lead, but um, not saying that he couldn't lead the rest of them if he jumped back into it. See, because if you think about uh, Candorus, he was a Mandalorian, but he kind of turned his back in one in in Coder one mm-hmm. to go just be a mercenary, gun for hire, and he had the reputation of like, oh, he's quote unquote he's Mandalorian, so he has like the skill of Mandalorian fighters, but he's a lone wolf, out for hire, bounty hunter, yeah, common thug. And but then, then it's after his interactions with Revan that he's like, I'm going to reunite Mandalorians. And, and after he becomes, they go get in the helmet. And... Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Django could have done the same. I, I don't think, that, I, I think he could have. 
but so I even think... if so i would say yeah he's still a mando even if he's like i'm gonna abandon it all and become i'd say he's still mando but not mandalore isn't that what you're asking is that he would be disqualified as mandalore quote unquote or well, that and just mandalorian oh no a mandalorian he's... who rejects being i say mandalorian. he's still mandalorian he's just not because when he gets because uh the re- the one reason I say that he is still Mandalorian is because the one thing he asks for the Kaminoan cloners is an unaltered clone. One to pass on and teach. Sure. Which is exactly the other four tenets of Mandalorian is teach your children, learn to navigate the galaxy, manage your armor and weapons. Yeah. Like he still wants to teach. He wants to pass on everything he's learned from Jaster Mareel and his his true father. Right. But I think it disqualifies him as the Mandalore of the true Mandalorian since I think at that point he was probably only like 25. And I think he just saw so much death and watched basically his whole family die. And I think he just gave up. Yeah. Um, um, but did you guys notice, it's just kind of a side note because, uh, talking about him being Mandalorian, not being Mandalorian, it made me think of it. In uh, two weeks ago, the episode of The Mandalorian, <laughs> where Bo-Katan goes to that fancy planet. Where they check her chain code? Yeah, but where... Did you guys notice that when she confronts... Uh, can't remember the guy's name. He He's like... When he's like making his little speech for the benefit of all those who follow him to mm-hmm. hear, and he's like, she doesn't even have the... The, the dark saber and she won't take it from this guy who doesn't have a drop of Mandalorian blood. <laughs> did you notice that? I did. And it's, it's Which like, just means they... Mandalorians aren't a race. They're not. And that's not the whole species. idea of the foundling. Like you wouldn't... There is no Mandalorian blood. So why... It, it just struck me as really odd that he would say something like that. Well, it, I would I would regard anybody that was born on Mandalore to be Mandalorian blood. But... The saying that disregards the entire concept of what it is to be Mandalorian. But even then, like... Because it's a was... culture, not a people. Right. And even then, to that being born on Mandalore versus not, he's not a new Mandalorian. No, he was born on... He was he was born on Conquered Dawn. Right, but he wouldn't... The new Mandalorians were part of, like, the governmental society that was pacifistic. Yeah. And where he adheres more to the old philosophy of it's a culture... And anybody who wants to adhere to the tenets of Mandalorian culture is a Mandalorian. Yes. So for him to say, I could see a new Mandalorian saying that because they're like, well, they weren't born on Mandalorian. But not a side sect of the same, of Death right. Watch. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It just struck me as really odd that he would point that out. What are you looking up, Josiah? <laughs> if, is Boba Fett a true Mandalorian because he's a clone? I was looking at the, uh, like what the chain code says about... Just wondering if if the Mandalorian, the show, connects to Legends at EU, and it seems like it does. Yeah. Um, like accurately represents their involvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the chain code. The chain code is basically because the armor has electronics in it. That's when you see the armor making like chest and the the pauldron or um, whatever she makes yeah. with Grogu, you see the electronics and every time a new member wears that armor, it is a part of, it is a descendant of the chain code. So when he pulls up his chain code and was it, was that Mandalorian season two? When uh-huh. he did that? Season two, episode six. Yeah, it proved with, that the armor was his. It proved the armor was his. It also showed, um, it also showed Django and I believe it should have also showed Jaster as well. It will show every person who has ever worn that armor prior. But once again, you're looking at the same sect where you said when Axe Woves says that yeah, to Bo-Katan, Axe Woves, uh, she says the same thing to Boba Fett because he's a clone. What did she say to Boba Fett? She called him a cloner. Oh. And she, when they encounter each other, she does not consider him a Mandalorian. How does she know that Boba Fett is an unaltered clone or just a clone? I imagine she probably ran into Django Fett at some point. Oh, you, stupid question. She probably just looked at his face and was like, "Huh, oh, clone." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I Don't was in question. the clone. War. Yeah, I was in the Clone Wars. Um, you look like 
20 million other people running around this yeah. galaxy. You know, I, I saw like six of your Jedi generals that you had a whole force of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I was getting to is that in the Bounty Hunter game, the aside from the Mandalorian that was uh, that left Jaster Muriel when he was killed by that Vizsla of Death Watch, um, that's the second to last boss. The last boss of the game is a fallen Jedi from that uh, he like said some sly remark to and she's like on this planet raising the dead through the force. Interesting. Necromancy. Basically, it, it is. Gotta love the dark side, guys. Um, Sith alchemy is a... Uh... You know I'm a nerd because you said raising the dead and I immediately was like, I want to play D&D so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you now I won't have any necromancy spells. That's fine. I just want to let you know that. Anyways, um, oh, man. Sith Alchemy is really nice. You know, you got you got the you know got the the swords before they used. You, you got know. the Terran Tatek out of it. Yeah, you know. Got a lot of dark side creatures. Yep. The what are they? The Hissis. Yeah. Those things are cool. Yeah, they are. If you want to hear me mispronounce Terran Tatek a million times, listen to the first like seven episodes of this podcast. I forget what were you calling it? I don't remember. But <laughs> I thought you used to be like a Tatek. Um. But yeah. That's about all I got. Django's, he's a hardcore killer, and he'll do what he needs to get Stone done. Stone Cold Steve that, Austin. That's all you have on Django? That's basically all I got. Well, now that we're done with the intro and primer on Django, oh, we're ready to start the conversation. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> was that the primer? No, no, oh, no. I was about to say, I was like, you could have stopped me at any point to actually start the conversation. No, the primer was when we were talking about the movies, and we kind of... Yeah, like very smoothly transitioned out, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because like, anyway, that's all I got on Django. It's like, all right, now we can start discussing it. <laughs> now that he gave us the, <laughs> I it, anyway, I we've love been discussing as we go. Anyway, anyway, but yeah, uh, I love any man. All of that goes to say, we get to attack of the clones. Um, see Django, he's been cloned by uh, Django's not been cloned. Boba was well. Yeah, but Django was cloned. Django was the progenitor. I know to that. The clones. I, I'm. Yeah, you're stupid. No, I'm just <laughs> word salading in my head. It's fine. On how to it's say. Just, it's nice to see you stumble over your words every now and then. I'm. Uh, I did want rarely to, fallible. No, that's why I did want to talk about a couple of things that involved facetious. Django before I forget. That um, means. There was a group of clones called the Null Clones, and they were the very first clones that were ever cloned from Django's seed. I thought that his, was Boba. No, that was Django. I thought it was a seed. Is that it's the... Kajin's seed. Oh, I oh, thought Boba okay. was the first clone. No, no, he he was the first unaltered clone. I'm talking about like the alterations when they started messing with stuff. Right, right. Um, but I thought Boba still predated. The... I, Boba was the first clone. Yeah. I'm talking about like the first clone soldiers. Okay, were the Null clones, and there was a total of seven of them, and they were um, they were basically space marines. They were eight to nine meters tall. They were like three. They had three times the biomass of a normal soldier. They were monsters. Spartans, basically. Um, it's one of them named Master Chief. But uh, Django also. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. Technical difficulties. His mic just collapsed. Um, Practical difficulties. I'm cheesy. <laughs> Um, but Django also, uh, which they didn't show him in the movie, he trained a group of, of uh, clone commandos. The very first yeah, clone yeah. commandos. I he, knew that. He hand-trained in Mandalorian tactics. Yeah. If you have, if you have not played they... Republic Commando, go play it. It's hard as hell. It I haven't so played it. Good, I played the demo. It's very the... hard. It's really good, but it's very hard. The, the the party mechanic is so great. It can be. It can be really rough. I enjoyed the demo, but then I never. It is. Got it to is ridiculously game. a difficult game. There's no reason that game should be that difficult. Well, I mean, it was a Japanese hard mode. <sighs> I hope you got that reference. Emotional damn. That's not the reference. Same guy though. No. Is it not? Japanese hard mode? You don't know what that is? So you have in Japan you have I know I thought you were referencing normal, no. Hard normal and easy mode in Japanese games. And then when those games came to the US, the easy mode was still too hard. So they created a new easy mode for non Japanese players. 
and they made it's like Indian spicy food. And so like normal, <laughs> easy, super easy Same concept. Yeah, so like normal, easy, super easy in Japan would be hard, normal, easy in America. But um, then yeah, he uh, he he watched over the null clones, and there should be some uh, there should be some still alive during the Clone Wars, and they use them for other things. Um, I don't think Mace Windu was a very good person. No. I don't think he was either. He Mace... didn't have to kill Jango Fett. No, I think he did. Jango Fett would have continued to kill a lot more Jedi. I mean, he could have subdued him. I, I think Jango Fett would have killed him if he didn't have his, if he had his jetpack. Yeah. The only reason Mace Windu got that, like, caught him off guard was because he didn't realize his jetpack was messed up. Yeah, because the Rika. Which is it? Have you seen uh, Lucas's like little comment on that jetpack? Is so he he made a post edit in a subsequent release of the films where he made it much more obvious that the jetpack uh, was damaged because in the uh, theatrical release when the reek tramples Boba Fett, you don't really see anything. You just see Boba Fett, att- or not Boba Fett, Jango Fett attempts to take off and then dies. Yeah, and I remember people, that because I had it on VHS. And people weren't understanding that it wasn't that he he didn't take off because he died. He died because his jetpack failed to ignite. And so, and, and to make that more clear, Lucas went back and added in a bunch of spark effects. Yes, as the reek was trampling, uh, and when Django stands up, you can see like one of the engines sparking. That way, we know that oh. In the next cut, when Django tries to take off, it's not going to work. That just uh, that just shows that George Lucas is a good filmmaker. He may not be a good dialogue writer. He's a good filmmaker. It, it means that he can see, like, oh, this was an issue in the initial re- Like, here's something that we didn't catch in the initial release. So here's, like, the... Fi- Let's like, fix it. He said, like, before the theatrical release, the intent was the jetpack was damaged. And couldn't take off, and that's why Django dies. Yeah. Anyway, Mace Windu kind of sucks. I mean, in in any other world, Mace Windu would be evil. I mean, he was brutal, merciless, and he had no problem destroying everything in his path in order to achieve victory. It's just it's lucky for him. Most of his victims were droids. Uh, have you caught up on the... Where are you at in The Mandalorian? I saw the episode... episode yeah, I saw the episode... The most recent one I've seen is with Lizzo and Jack Black. So And, you, and Christopher Lloyd. I, I very much appreciated that they used the cl- the droid voice from Clone Wars. Me too. Instead of the clone... Uh, the attack, uh, Phantom Menace mm-hmm. and the movies. Which is the first time we've seen clones in live action with the Clone Wars voice, and it was very satisfying. I was telling Brady before we started recording today, while we were waiting for you to show up. That was unnecessary. <laughs> at free for to edit that out. Um, no. We, uh, I was telling him that it was a little odd seeing the B2 battle super droid. So fast, it was booking it. Dude, it was so quick, man. And and then it, you could tell it was mocapped because after it throws that little tower at them, it it does like a half twist turnaround to keep running, but it's still kind of looking back over its shoulder. And the movement is so human. There's no way a droid would move like that. It's also, you know, every depiction we've seen of the B twos. They're very slow. They only walk. They walk in like lockstep, and they're always part of like a big wall. They don't need I to feel run. Like it could be argued that they we've just never seen one in a situation where it would have to run. Possibly, we've only seen them in that like line the, formation. When you consider what it was built for, I'm just saying it's it's, it's a tank. It's I a shield will, wall. Listen, I will always bring up an alternative answer. I know it is. Just the it is the way my brain works. Okay, so like I'm not necessarily arguing. I'm just saying there's a possibility that it's something else. Playing devil's advocate, 
is a form not, of argument. Not devil's advocate. I hate that term. Why? It has so many negative connotations. Anyway, I'm able to look at both sides unbiased. Okay. Anyway, that'll probably get cut out. Alrighty. Adios. May the force go a- with Any you. final comments on Django <laughs> Fett? <laughs> I, was just, I just said already to see what Josiah would do. Then he said his, the, his outro. Uh, any, I was like, is that it? <laughs> no. Any final comments, gentlemen, on Django Feet? Don't talk about him that way. Sorry. You're talking to Brady Fett here. I Don't use that like it's not what I came up with for him, okay? I I know, but... You don't get to play that card on me. Yes, I do. No, you don't. You came up with that for him, and you're the one who's trashing on it. I'm not trashing on anything. You literally compared Fett to feet. I I didn't compare anything to anything. I just said feet. You could see the offense in Brady's eyes. That's why he doesn't look me in the eyes. I know. That's why he's crying right now. Any final comments, gentlemen, on Jango Fett? Go read the comics. Go play the game. I was actually watching that video today on Jango's his was life it like history. The, the life history of Jango Fett? Yeah, and I was one? I was looking at the panels mm-hmm. as as and I was just like, I really need to go read these comics. Yeah, they are gorgeous panels, man. They're so good. It's too bad Josiah will never read them. I mean, he could probably just find them read online. It's so slow. Are they owned by Marvel? Huh? Because I no. know there's some Star Wars comics that are done by Marvel. Yeah, but those are all and pretty the recent. recent ones. I don't think the... Because the, the Django childhood comics, those are all Dark Horse. Those are all pre-Disney. And Marvel only got the rights to Star Wars after Disney purchased <sighs> Star Wars. Yeah, okay. And then well, the first one was Vader. And then it went from was there. that the yeah. was that the one where he's like we're surrounded and it's like all I see is surrounded by dead men and fear. I mean that's a pretty good line. That's where he's like standing on a mountaintop and there's like three hundred re- like rebels surrounding him. And then he does a force repulse and they all disintegrate. And they all just die because you know he has to have so much anger and hate because he's constantly being prodded by needles and he has to eat out of a colostomy bag. Tasty. I, I feel so bad oh, right. for him, man. That is... On that note... He chose that life. <sighs> yes and no. He was backed into a corner, bro. Don't even try that. <laughs> he made a bad choice when his only choices were bad choices. He made one yeah. bad. He made one singular bad choice, and that backed him into a corner so far that he couldn't come out. And he knew that. That's why episode three, when you go back and watch it... After watching Kenobi, like I recently did that this past weekend, it is so, so sad. I mean, yeah, it's the tragedy of Darth Vader. It's a tragedy of Anakin. Stop it. Have you ever heard the story of tragedy of Darth Vader? I just screw up the thing. Anyway, that's <laughs> all we have for tragedy of Darth Vader. Darth Vader. That's pretty good. <laughs> Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for this week. Um, we will be back uh, on May 4th with, um, we're going to cover Visions because Visions Season 2 will be releasing on May 4th. So for our one year anniversary of the podcast, we're going to cover Visions and just kind of discuss all those different episodes. There's nine um, episodes, by the way. I feel like we may we may do a similar round of questions of like, I feel like with every single I think we should discuss with everyone like what it changes about the Star Wars. They're too short, and they're well, like they're... what it like what you can see, like in the Ninth Jedi, it is like lightsabers are colored when you hold them, like little. Yeah, but they're also non-canonical stories, so they exactly. don't change anything about Star Wars. Like, what does each one change about the Star Wars universe within its universe? Anyway, unknown. What is its take? What are you it's talking about? You can well, you can look at it. There's a bunny person in one of them. There are bunny people in Star Wars. There are now, though, in the Visions. Yeah, I mean, you don't know that. There's over six million races. Yeah. Well, I'm... <laughs> hey, look, there's a Swamp Thing race, so... I really loved Gorian Shard. Anyway... I did not. I I, I just didn't like the animatronics of his eyes and I mouth. did not like Gorian Shard at all. At all. I did not. I loved that entire episode. I thought I loved was... his... 
99% of that episode. Yeah. The extra... I thought he was a little too, like, Caribbean piratey. Yeah, I just... I wish he was more of, like, a sci-fi pirate like Hondo, in that it wasn't about, like... He, he came off too much as, like, a walk-the-planks kind of pirate, not he, a... Uh, he came off very, like, ha, I'm power-hungry, you, you wronged my guy, even though they were in the wrong... I'm going to shoot all y'all to... Yeah, a pirate. Hell. I feel like it. As a campy villain, I really liked. Nah. Star Wars is good at camp. <laughs> the attempt on my life has left, left me scarred. scarred. The attempt on my life has left me scarred and deformed. Anyway, like I said, that's all we got. We'll be back next time with Visions. Um, and I believe we'll we'll finish out our movies... Um, with the sequel trilogy, or no, I think we've we've yet to release uh, Revenge of the Sith. But anyway, we'll finish out the have movies. Have you guys released Attack of the Clones? I don't think you have yet. I have a feeling. Hmm. I don't know. Because Attack of the Clones was my first episode as a co-host. It was. Yes, yeah. and we I'm not releasing been. this week, right? No. We have not released that. Yeah, one. Attack we, hasn't we, been. We, Attack no. has yet to release. Anyway, we'll be back with movies, and then eventually Clone Wars. Um, but year two, not before visions. Year two of the because podcast, we will be mainly focusing um, on working our way through Clone Wars. We uh, covering each arc um, <sighs> as an episode. So that one will take a while because there's 45 arcs. It will. Oh, so it'll probably man. be like. But we should arc. be able to go back to a weekly recording schedule. Yeah. It'll um, probably be like an summer. arc followed by character spotlight or talking about a ship model. Yeah, we gotta throw or, something in there. You guys are gonna kill me with Clone Wars. Why? It's so good. 45 arcs and like Dude, jumping back and forth is just so much. Most of the jumping back and forth happens in, in like, in like specific places. One. Yeah. It's like once you get to like most the, of the epi- most of the series is chronological. Once you get to like halfway through season three, it's like all chronological. No, me. it's not because you hit Christophsis the first two episodes. So I said halfway through season three. In like episode five. Or in season five, I apologize. Anyways... Anyways, um, we're looking yeah, forward to Clone we'll be Wars. Back. It's gonna be a good time. Um, I'm looking forward to Rebels. Oh, and yeah, at some can... point, at some point, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a playthrough of the Old Republic. Oh Jesus Christ! Of the MMO. So yeah. Much on my I plate, recently bro. got a laptop. I'm gonna see if I can run it. Mine. I'm. I'm. I'll have to do some stuff. But to we get need to, to do a Let's Play in Kotor Two because I am almost done with Kotor Two, and someone else needs to jump on that. Sorry, I don't have a lot of time on my hands. We haven't done uh, this week in Star Wars for Josiah in all since last year, since this time last year. Well, it's best time to start one now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Josiah just gave up on. It's because I I, I kept making fun college, of him for cheating, bro. No, I it's... started college. I'm taking algebra and not doing well. You know who else anyway. took algebra? That Every eighth grader. is all we have for this week. You guys can reach us with any questions, comments, and concerns at our email, uh, a2ta.humancyborgrelations at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you with uh, uh, even like suggestions for episodes. Um, tell us where we were wrong, especially Steven. Um, but yeah, never wrong. This is the problem. Never. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's all we got for this week. Yeah. I'm Josiah, here with my co-hosts Brady and Steven, and we'll see you next time. Alrighty. May the force go with you. Adios. 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 Alrighty. Adios.